plug in your webcam. Scrolling at the bottom of the screen and join us here. For it is indeed another edition of Revolutionary Fudu, New Orleans Fudu, seeking to represent all the
please forgive me for doing the work. <laughs> Call me the stone that the builder refused, but I have to be present. I have to be in the streets. I have to be at the grassroots level of community work and activity, indeed, from which I believe all of us should be operating from. We don't do this just for ourselves, but indeed, village consciousness is about family. It's about community. As one of my partners says, it's it's who you rock with. (laughs) It is indeed about what you do, not only when no one is watching and documenting and, and recording, but also what you do outside of your personal space. What do you do to make this world and indeed this community a better place for us to operate in, to grow in, to become better gods and goddesses in, to become better equipped spirit beings in. And so I'm always grateful and humbled for an opportunity to be emanating and vibrating with you and for you now live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum universally, from this working temple of the House of the Divine Prince, High Potions, Hoodoo Central LLC, in this beautiful, historic, legendary, most enchanted and some would say most haunted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana. Historic Tremaze Baby, New Orleans, Louisiana. Six Ward, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this hoodoo Obeya life path and journey. Passing down the great Obia stick along with the knowledge of the life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, minerals, indeed acknowledging our sacred stories, as our beloved Denise Augustine says. And she'll be with us, um, I'm not sure if she said Friday or Monday, but she'll be here with us soon, <laughs> representing our sacred stories. The historic um, historian and uh, tour portion of our uh, community, our temple community. And so she indeed will be with us uh, moving forward. And I also want to embrace my beloved family. Um, Oloye Ifawole will not be with us today. He's out building a better Ile for you all to be a part of, for you all to participate in, for you all to interact with them. But my beloved Otoon, if I told me why, my beloved cousin, she is with me here today. And so uh, I'm grateful to her for being my armor bearer and, and standing with me. I have a personal message I have to deliver to you. Lest I forget, uh, my mama loved you, beloved. <laughs> my mama loved you. <laughs> she loved her some Otan. She mentioned Otan almost every time we talk. She's got Otan on her tongue. Uh, and she feel your ministry. She feel your power. She feel your ministry, your uh, your ministry and your energy. Um, she feel you, beloved. Indeed, you family. Uh, Yvette, indeed, you family, beloved. We all family. It didn't take the 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 DNA the DNA test to make that real, but it sort of took the DNA test to bring that together. As you know, to bring our past and our destinies together. You know, never know who you are passing in the crossroads. That great magical book that some of you still rely on even suggests, you know, be be careful that you don't entertain angels unaware. 
so let's uh, Africanize that. Be careful that you not only don't entertain angels unaware, but you don't entertain the God, and, and that you don't entertain uh, the, the ancestors, and that you don't entertain and not acknowledge and show reverence and respect for. And that's why we must acknowledge and show respect for every soul, every spirit. And girlfriend, you shining like a light. You shining like the sun, <laughs> like the brightness. And uh, your reach extends beyond, I believe, even your present awareness. And that's why the Most High brought us together. That's why Olodumare, Mabo, Lisa brought us together. That's why the ancestors brought us together in this space. So I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful. Come on in, beloved. Come on in. <clears throat> I can't hear you. So you, oh, I got you muted. All right, go ahead. Come on, come on in. Abura, Boye, Boshiche, Divine, Baba Loye, his absence, family listening. Greetings to my Azul, Prince Baba, Adabaya Lusona, and Olori, Ipatoye, Neyalode, Eke Nike, Oyebola Lusona. Everyone listening, watching, how have you been? I bless you all, I miss you all. Oh, greetings and blessings to Queen Mother Savage. I love her, too, just as much. And I see her postings on Facebook, and she put her pictures up and all this. I'm like, go ahead, y'all. I'll be like, I'll be seeing her stuff up there. And, and I love her energy as well. I look forward to having a talk with her because um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be looking to talk with her. I think it's a good idea since her being an author. And a powerful black woman, I think I want to have her um, on my YouTube when everything is up, running, and finalized, because I think her story is, is one that needs to be told. It's, it's encouragement. It's power in it. So I'm going to need to get with Queen Mama Savage because I need her help. Yes, indeed. She would be happy to hear yeah. that. Yes. I'm sure she would be happy to hear that. And, and I'm even more sure she would uh, be willing to assist you uh, to the best of her her ability. Uh, not only are you a powerful uh, EI black woman, queen, uh, but you family. <laughs> so I'm sure she's going to be willing to extend her, her hand and her assistance and, and her resources to you and yours. Shay, congratulations on, on y'all, uh, y'all current victory. I know the fight isn't over, but I'm very proud of you. I want to say that, and I know, you know you've been putting in that work. And, you know, I wish I was a little bit closer, but I'm proud of you, cousin. I've been peeping you out, you know, and then I see you get in there for the people. So I'm proud of you. Congratulations to everyone that put in their work. And let's, let's keep it pushing, you know. Don't, don't lose their momentum. Well, I certainly appreciate that. And, indeed, it is Monday morning. Uh, and there are scrimmages and there are battles within the dynamic of a war. Um, and we are at war. We are at war all over this country, all over this world to protect our heritage, our lineage, what's sacred to us, um, and and what, um, let me find my words, what uh, ladder might exist, what rope might be a better term might exist that could lead us. Did y'all see the poltergeist, the first one, that might lead us into that spiritual dimensional space back into our past while helping us to sort of recreate a reality in this present result-oriented moment that indeed uh, operates in our best interest. So we're not only looking at the moment, the scrimmage of the day, the weather of the day, the opportunities of, of the day, but 
but we have to now consider what happens in the um, Morris uh, FX Jeff Senior Memorial uh, Auditorium. What what happens there moving forward? Um, and I'm going to share a little bit of that with you today, if you all uh, will bear with me just a moment. Uh, beloved Tess, I see you. I'm going to bring you on in uh, momentarily, so just bear with me, honey, uh, if you will. And, you know, we say honey and baby in New Orleans, but don't take no offense to that, okay? <laughs> That's something we do. Uh, I got Hoodoo Central all jacked up in my uh, last post, y'all, but y'all, y'all know it's Hoodoo Central, uh, C-E-N-T. <laughs> Um, but there you, is an obscure YouTube channel that many of you know, don't know that I actually have. Uh, it's my backup YouTube channel page. It's Hoodoo Central, LLC, House of the Divine Prince, High Potion, Hoodoo Central, LLC. And sometimes I post things on that page that I don't post to the channel I'm broadcasting on now. Uh, and I'm probably going to make that page a little bit more community-oriented, grassroots-oriented. Um, activities, marches, protests, rallies, you know, things that we might be absolutely engaging in uh, at the street level and w- want you all to also uh, be a part of. Uh, oh, time beloved, you know, this virtual technology allows the world to be even smaller uh, than it was when you were a child, even smaller than it was when I indeed was a child. And we have the opportunity, you know, to use our minds and our spirits and our hearts you know, and our fingers and our, and our intellect and wisdom to really make great changes beyond just the borders of our house, of our yard, of our community. Uh, but to marry those two things together, what we do on the grassroots level with, you know, our, our online demonstration, we all know that there are many profiles out there that are just that, a profile. It's just a user page. It's just an image. It's just a name. You know, it does not necessarily represent, you know, it should be a, a, a disclaimer. This image and, and profile does not necessarily represent what's real, <laughs> you know, in the, on the ground, you know, in real life, as the young people say, uh, R-I-L, in real life. So I, I want to, as I always have sought to demonstrate not just what's ethno-cultural, religious about voodoo, and, of course, dispel the legends, the myths, the nonsense uh, about voodoo, but also show us acting in voodoo. And, and my audience knows, knows voodoo is an umbrella term for all West African ethnic traditions, whether you be a Khan, Fon, Etwe, Yoruba, all of it is voodoo. All of it is voodoo. Okay, so I also wanted to demonstrate how we live and walk in these traditional indigenous practices in a modern world, in a Western context, no matter where you are. You know, the West is in Asia now. It's in Australia now. It's everywhere. So we're all seeking a balance between technology and, and, and gadgets and, and toys and, and, and trinkets and stuff and a desire to connect, you know, what's spirit and what, what's sacred to us. And we can look at any country at any part of the world and find sacred land, sacred spots, sacred monuments, and indeed ceremonies happening. Sometimes it's in the bush. Sometimes it's not right downtown. Sometimes it's not in the middle of the tourist area, uh, as is the example here in New Orleans, but you have to go into the community. 
We have to go into the neighborhood. We have to be on the ground, on the street, you know, and be connected to the people uh, of the streets to to first be aware of and have knowledge of where these sacred ceremonies are often taking place, but then to have that invitation to share and be a part of. So it's been a powerful fight. Uh, we all are in agreement that um, we've brought together a coalition unlike none that has ever existed in the city of New Orleans before, uh, across ethnicity, across racial group, across class, status, title, position, you know, from the top to the bottom to the bottom to the top. They're represented within the dynamics of our, of our, uh, of our coalition. Um, so I want to share that because many of you have not only participated, you find um, the, uh, uh, say, SOS, uh, uh, what do you call it, on change.org. Help me out all time. <laughs> you find the, uh, the petition. Yeah, the petition, and, and, and you've also mailed letters. Some of you sent emails. Some of you made some videos and tagged Cantrell and, and uh, city council members and and even Troy, uh, Councilman, uh, Congressman Troy, and, uh, and, and, and who preceded him. Um, I'll find my words in a moment, y'all, because I'm trying to remember several things at once. But, but I'm grateful to everyone who has participated worldwide. And I want to make it clear, this is indeed a worldwide endeavor. It continues to be so. To some degree, it is, it is even more so now. Uh, we've been put in the position by the mayor to um, do some very specific things. And so I shared the link to Hoodoo Central YouTube page so that you all can see, I believe it's five videos of the private sit-down that our organization, SOS, Save Our Souls Coalition, had with uh, Save Our Souls Coalition, had with the Honorable Mayor Cantrell. Um, some of you all like to prefer to her as Auntie. Uh, last week, and I, I filmed it from almost beginning to end. Uh, there's very little that took place that's not in the video. Uh, there was a brief moment um, where I, you know, got caught between space and the cloud and uh, some activity that was going on in the room, and, and that's not necessarily there. Uh, but others have captured various uh, dimensional frames of this uh, meeting. So you all eventually will have access to all of it. But I invite you all, those who are indeed interested, concerned, um, you know, who are, who are interested in what happens in sacred space in New Orleans. Uh, some of you just have an interest in politics. Uh, some of you all just like to be entertained. Uh, I invite you to watch these, these videos and see the dynamic of this meeting and our organization, Save Our Souls. And I'm going to share with you right now um, our press release released as uh, drafted by uh, our beloved Jackie Harris, uh, written up and typed up for us by Jackie Harris. And we released this on July 23rd, um, not too far after the the actual sit-down. So Save Our Souls uh, schedules three meetings next week to receive public input. That is the opening of our press release in response to the sit-down with Mayor Cantrell. I'm very intentional about my words. Hear me clearly. (laughs) This is our response. So Save Our Souls, SOS, schedules three meetings next week 
to receive public input. The SOS Coalition, the Treme stakeholders, and others opposing the city administration's efforts to relocate City Hall to the Municipal Auditorium in Armstrong Park will host three public engagement meetings next week to gather ideas and input from citizens. So next week would now be this week. On Monday, July 26th, SOS is teaming up with the grassroots group Justice and Beyond to hold a presentation chronicling history and creating an equitable cultural economy on Zoom, 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. The meeting will be co-hosted by Cheryl Austin, Greater Treme Consortium, of which I am also a very active member of. And I'm also a resident of Greater Treme Consortium in this particular location in Historic Treme. Uh, Jackie Harris, Louis Armstrong Educational Foundation. Speakers will include Cara Olidge, O-L-I-D-G-E, Olidge, please forgive me, Dr. Olidge, if I'm not pronouncing your name correctly, of Amistad Research Center, culturalist Dow Edwards, Mascan Indian culturalist Dow Edwards, also actor Harry Shears, performing artist Asatawa Amor Aminkun, culturalist Sean Martin, representing Social Aid and Pleasure Club, and culturalist Luther Gray of Congo Square Preservation Society, who will speak on the importance of Congo Square. On Tuesday, tomorrow, July 27th, and Wednesday, July 28th, two in-person Community engagement sessions will be held at Homer Plessy, and then it has uh, Craig Charter School, and then it gives the uh, address of 1423 St. Philip Street in Treme. The meeting begin at 5.30 p.m. and conclude at 8 p.m. They are open to the public and will be offered via Zoom and live streamed on the New Orleans Cultural Preservation Committee Facebook page. Live streamed on the New Orleans Cultural Preservation Committee fan page. All elected officials who represent citizens in Orleans Parish are invited to participate, including Congressman Troy Carter, state legislators, Mayor Cantrell, and members of the city council. Mayor Cantrell and her key staff met with members of the SOS Coalition Tuesday last week regarding the proposed relocation of City Hall to the Municipal Auditorium. At the meeting, she told those gathered that she was good. She was good with the Municipal Auditorium not being converted to a new City Hall but place the burden on SOS to determine how to fund, operate, and maintain the auditorium. And let me say that again, because that's, that's critical to the meeting, y'all. That's what we came, came away with from the meeting. She was good with the Minnesota Auditorium not being converted to new City Hall. City Hall off the table. How many times I got to say that? City Hall off the table. Just watch the video. 
but place the burden of SOS, our organization, our co-op collective, to determine how to fund, operate, and maintain the auditorium. And she wanted us to do it in 90 days. 90 days. Now, although it is unreasonable for the mayor, I'm quoting the press release, although it is unreasonable for the mayor to put the burden on SOS, SOS is moving forward with the community engagement process. In that endeavor, SOS has created a survey for the New Orleans and lovers of Armstrong Park to complete. The findings will be used to further determine the future use of the Municipal Auditorium and Louis Armstrong Park. The survey will be available from Monday, July 26th through Friday, August 6, 2021. And I will provide the uh, SurveyMonkey link uh, to local New Orleanians and, of course, to lovers of Armstrong Park, Congo Square, Municipal Auditorium, Mahalia Jackson Theater, and the many other historic facilities that we haven't even had a chance to discuss that also sit almost like a ghost town, a historic ghost town on this shared property that those of you who don't live here are not aware of. You know, a former radio broadcast um, station was done from one of these historic buildings uh, that sit on this, on this land. So we encourage you to stay with us in the fight, stay with us in the challenge, in the battle. The media also released a press release, uh, and when I say the media, I'm speaking of the Lens, the LensNola.org, the LensNola.org. The Lens is focused on New Orleans and the Gulf Coast. They also released a press release on Tuesday, New Orleans Mayor Latoya Cantrell and members of her administration met with the coalition of community organizers called Save Our Soul, which formed to oppose her plan to relocate City Hall to the Municipal Auditorium in Armstrong Park. Intense exchanges that escalated at times to shouting, Cantrell presented the organizers with a seemingly infeasible option for preempting the move and signaled that despite a groundswell of public opposition catalyzed by SOS, she's still fighting for it. Cantrell told the organizers repeatedly that if they wanted to see the auditorium serve as something other than City Hall, they should put together a proposal themselves and bring it back to her administration in October. If City Hall, stop, I have to interject. For those of you who, who, who don't live here, who don't understand, mayor election, City Hall uh, appointed uh, city council elections all in October. She wants that after, after the election. <clears throat> I digress. So if City Hall is off the table, it's off the table, she said, quote and unquote. If City Hall is off the table, it's off the table, she said. Then you have 90 days to identify another use for the building. 90 days. You'll find the money. 
You'll be able to figure it out, how it'll be operational. You'll figure out how to maintain it, quote and unquote. Please, again, refer to the link in the chat for Hoodoo Central YouTube and view the videos for yourself. Ask if the administration would partner with the group to create that plan. Cantrell refused to offer any city resources. And I quote, that can come from y'all, unquote, she said. Quote, it's yours, unquote. Near the end of the two-hour meeting, though, the mayor revealed that she saw this uh, ostensible alternate route as a dead end, telling Jackie Harris of the Louis Armstrong Educational Foundation and member of um, uh, SOS, who, who, who helped us with our press release, it's going to take longer than 90 days to come up with a plan and the resources associated with it. Oh. Cantrell said the 90-day time limit or the 90-day timeline is necessary because of deadlines imposed by the Federal Emergency Management Association or agency, FEMA, which has offered the city $38 million to repair the auditorium. Those funds have to be spent by August 29, 2023, 18 years after it was damaged in flooding following Hurricane Katrina, and the city is running behind schedule. Today, meaning July 21st, 2021, according to FEMA, what the agency calls period of performance for the auditorium will expire because the city has not produced the requisite plans and specifications for the renovation to keep it active. Though the expiration likely does not mean that FEMA will rescind the $38 million, it underscores the urgent need to move the project forward. According to Cantrell, the city was recently granted a 90-day hold by FEMA to pause the clock. When it ends, she said, the city will have to present a plan to FEMA to initiate work on the site. She did not acknowledge two recent unanimous votes by the New Orleans City Council designed to prevent that from happening. One is a zoning ordinance that for the next year barred the administration from developing a government building in Armstrong Park. The other starts a process that could change the city's comprehensive zoning ordinance to mandate that the city council has to approve any relocation of city hall. And these were the things that we fought for going to city hall, city hall and, um, and the uh, uh, courthouse in the uh, endeavors you've shared with us in the past 30 days or so, maybe 60 days or so. And despite the council's actions, the administration's default proposal for the municipal auditorium remains the same, converting it to a city hall. The proposal lives in documents the city drafted to solicit bids for two aspects of the work, a request for a proposal, RFP, for a project manager, and a request for qualifications, R. FQ for architecture and engineering firm to draw up the design 
for the new facility. The plans and specifications FEMA needs to advance the project. Uh, and Paul and anyone else who, who mentioned that you, you want to help, I know you. These are the documents that, that you might want to consider. They are available. Um, I'm about to put them in chat. They are available on the uh, the lensnola.org page from which I'm I'm now reading from. And according to City Deputy Chief Administrative Officer for Infrastructure, Randy Green, while the RFP and RFQ outline the conversion of the auditorium to a city hall, their main purpose was to allow us to spend the FEMA money to stabilize and protect the building, which for years has remained open to the elements. The SOS organizers of my group asked Cantrell on Tuesday if she will withdraw or amend the RFP and RFQ. She replied that making any changes to the documents without identifying an alternate use for this facility and the resources to operate it would result in FEMA deobligating the $38 million. hence her wanting us to come up with the idea and the funding within 90 days. And if that money goes, quote, and I quote, and if that money goes, stabilization of the building doesn't happen, she said. Cantrell said that the FEMA requirements stem from a panel's ruling in a 2018 arbitration between the federal agency and the city. The mayor has long said that pivoting from her city hall plan to an open-end process for determining the auditorium's future use would put the theme of funding at risk. But Tuesday marked the first time she offered an explanation for why that would be so, and despite months of public challenges on the matter. The Lens asked the mayor's office on Tuesday to point to the relevant section of the 2018 ruling, but off officials did not provide answers. The stipulations Cantrell described in the arbitration ruling are agreeable to the mayor and her team, who rejected city council member Kristen Gilson Palmer's call to start white box construction on the auditorium now to restore its basic functionality and let a rebuilt, a, a, a robust system of community engagement play out before pinning down its ultimate use. Also on Tuesday, Green went on to say that the city doesn't want to spend millions on a building with no funded destination for what it's going to be, because we're going to have to trust another administration in five years to operate it, maintain it, and protect it. Cantrell said that repairing the damaged building but not returning it to use opens itself for not only vandalism but for waste. Cantrell explained that City Hall was the use put forward in the RFP and the RFQ because the current seat of government at 1300 Paradito Street is in such poor condition. And I quote, my priority is getting city employees working in a healthy environment, 
unquote, she said. You can also see her say this in the video. She also noted it was a practical choice for fulfilling for FEMA's requirements because the city could afford it. It's based on what we knew we could get done, operate, and maintain, unquote, she explained. However, the project budget for the new city hall currently on the city's website, taken from the administration's last public presentation of the project, indicates that the city is tens of millions of dollars shy of meeting the 100 to $150 million cost of its proposed build-out, even with the $38 million from FEMA. Presenting the figures in a January webinar, Director of Capital Projects, Benson Smith conceded, and I quote, we don't have all the answers, unquote, to fund the development, he said. On Tuesday, the city did not indicate that it has since secured any additional funding. Asked about reviving the auditorium as a museum or returning it to its pre-Katrina use, Cantrell said the city council couldn't come up with the money to complete those projects and would therefore be rebuffed by FEMA if it proposed them. Even as Cantrell touted the benefits of the city hall plan and recognized no valuable alternatives, she categorized it as provisional, a potential use. But the administration's approach to construction allows little room for abandoning the city hall proposal in favor of another use. That isn't acceptable, our organization members, SOS members, like Dow Edwards uh, believe, feel, and have publicly uh, stated, because the facility sits on Congo Square, a historic gathering place for enslaved people, foundational to New Orleans' Black cultural traditions. Any architect's drawing for an office building on the site is a desecration, Edwards said. And and, and let me say it again for for my non-locals and even for some locals who, who don't get it, They've already taken several decades, several uh, acres of land away from Congo Square over the decades. And so the municipal auditorium itself is sitting on Congo Square land. So indeed, we should determine its use. We should determine what happens on that, on that property. I digress. Just a little bit more. Edwards said the time crunch dictating so much of the project is the result of the city spending so long working towards a single goal before considering public opinion. End quote. Couldn't we say that the city putting all its eggs in the basket with this RFQ for the city hall to move forward, to represent that to FEMA as the option. Isn't that the reason we're going to have problems with the deadlines, Edwards said? Unquote. While Cantrell didn't say the second phase of construction would necessarily produce a new city hall, the administration made clear that they have made preparations for no other outcome. 
The RFQ reflects years of resources devoted to the mayor's plan with conceptual drawings and a site analysis of a new city hall in the auditorium. Asked about the city's intentions after the Tuesday meeting, Smith said, quote, the city's plan is to move forward with the city hall, unquote. Asked about Cantrell's statement that the organizers could put forward an alternative proposal, he said the situation was fluid and he couldn't project an outcome. Now, with nerves fraying at the end of Tuesday's gathering, and as a, as a witness and someone in the room uh, who had a unique vantage point, um, other than her two security goons, I was the only standing person throughout the entire uh, meeting because I was filming. Uh, I, I got a unique perspective, facial expressions, body language, you know, collective uh, movement uh, of how this uh, meeting uh, sort of played out. So I agree with the author of the, uh, the article. Nerves indeed were frayed at the end of the meeting, and artist Jean-Michel uh, Saint-Jacques tried to elicit one clear takeaway from the meeting asking the mayor poignant, pointedly, are you taking the RFP and the RFQ off the table? And her response, and you can look at the video, I don't know, sir, he can't tell, replied, that's up to y'all. <laughs> so, so if it's indeed up to us, it's up to the ancestors. If it's indeed up to us, it's up to this strong collective you know, of powerful individuals that have uh, given their time, money, energy, sleep hours, family time, resources to fighting this fight and ensuring that what is indeed in our best interest happens in Armstrong Park. Now, for clarity, and, and you know, uh, and forgive my misplayed central, I was moving fast. Y'all know how to spell central. That's hoodoo central. That's a typo. Um, and I want to also make another note. Uh, beloved Leo, now I sit at North Villery and Dumaine. So I, too, would have to deal with not only seeing a city hall, but seeing, you know, a 10-story parking garage on one side and a 7-story parking garage on the other, and indeed seeing the dynamics of my community being altered forever. Um, so I'm personally invested in what goes on over there as a cultural bearer, as a masking, a black masking Mardi Gras Indian. I'm culturally invested in what goes on over there as an authentic representative of New Orleans voodoo and voodoo worldwide. I'm culturally invested and spiritually invested in what goes on over there. And if I were to add one more element to a discussion, uh, it would be that spiritual religious connotation that, you know, was not covered out loud. Uh, many dance around that topic uh, because the reality is not only was jazz given birth to and components of gospel and blues given birth to in Congo Square and many other cultural nuances that not only affect New Orleans but American culture from food to, to rhythm, uh, but also voodoo and the survival of traditional African-based religious systems and religious or indigenous uh, 
spiritual, ethno cultural, religious practices, uh, rest in that birthing chamber that is Congo Square. So indeed, that sacred nature has to be acknowledged, will be acknowledged, has to be respected. Otherwise, all who otherwise would do differently um, will have to pay a great cost, and the city will indeed pay a great cost. Um, my goal is to hopefully keep the wrath of the ancestors off your ass. My goal, hopefully, is to keep you know the wrath of the blood, sweat, and tears you know, of those former uh, residents who, who've already given up their, their land uh, for whatever reasons um, would be placated, would be satisfied by at least seeing this degree of reverence and respect given to what is so historic and unique, not just in New Orleans, but in America. For, for my new listeners, the first free black neighborhood uh, neighborhood, suburb, whatever you want to call it, community in America, Treme, historic Treme, the very Treme that the HBO uh, uh, TV series uh, was based on. That Treme, you know, so this not only affects New Orleans, it's not only affects black people, this not only affects the, the city of Louisiana, I mean the state of Louisiana, uh, this affects American history and, and having a preserved footprint. And indeed, an opportunity to, to build and create economic opportunities for everyone um, associated um, is absolutely available. If we bring space for musicians and cultural bearers and spiritual practitioners to do what has been done in that space, you know, for centuries. And so on my watch, um, thank you, Nkoli, for thank you, beloved. I need to hire you for some work. I need some help getting some stuff out in social media. I need somebody who can go in and look at those five videos and sort of edit them for us, cut them up into some gifts and maybe even some more um, catchy, political-like, you know, commentary. We are leading up to the elections. We would like to be able to put out some sound bites and some some clips and and some uh, video that definitely keeps this present and on the table before city council and the mayor, but also for the, uh, the community. So I'm grateful for everywhere, everyone, my cousin, everyone. Um, and that's our plan of attack. She's trying to force the people into a corner where, uh, where her wants are the only option by attempting to stack a seemingly impossible task on our organization. And not only does she need to be voted out, but we need to keep a close eye on our friends and allies, um, our fans, y'all know that's cold word for frenemies, and supporters, you know, um, and our politicians, and and, and make sure that people begin to really put uh, words to deed, words to pen and paper to type, to legal documentation so that we don't fight this again, so that the next generation don't fight it again, and so that indeed something is restored there, even if it's green space. It is Congo Square. It is Congo Square, even if it's green space, so that something is preserved there for the future. And so I'm grateful for everyone, Shamaki, Rothschild, and all of your ritual work, honey, 
and the others who have gotten involved in the, in the magical portion of this. Yeah, yeah, and you all should be concerned. You all should be, those concerned parties should be indeed concerned. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, just do the right thing. Greetings, uh, Tessa, beloved. I also wanted to show some um, respect for uh, beloved Elma Glover. There are many of you all around the world who knew Voodoo Priest Elma Glover here in New Orleans. Some of you knew of him. Some of you knew him. Uh, Many of us us had a direct pipeline to Elma Glover. Um, I've never met Elma Glover. Well, I have met Elma Glover. Take that back. I had not met Elma Glover until recent years. But originally, coming as a successful transplant to the city of New Orleans, I sought out everybody in voodoo who I thought mattered, who the community thought mattered, who social media thought mattered. So I sat and ate with and supped with and and sat at the foot and the knee of uh, Priestess Miriam and Ava K. Jones and Mark Reed, beloved, may she rest in room, over on um, Chicken Man, you know, and many of may he rest in a room and many others who've gone before. Uh, and so, indeed, Elma Glover was the first man in the city that I had a pipeline to, a relationship with. And so I could call Elma and share my experience, share my story, get advice, get motivation, get empowerment, uh, you know, get chastised sometimes for making, you know, the wrong choice. You know, so I have a, a personal connection to him, as do many others in our community. Now, he was very active in our community, and I want to share just a little bit of that, if you will, allow me, Tessa, um, before I move forward. Um, and I want everyone to, um, you know, light a candle and show some some love and some respect and appreciation for this um, beloved ancestor. Now, my page is frozen. I cannot tell you why, <laughs> why, <laughs> and why it's happening right now. I'm trying to read this obituary, y'all. Uh, oh, wow. I don't know what's going on. I hope I can get my show page back. Yeah, everything is frozen. Are you all with me? Hold time. Everything is frozen. I'm sorry. I need to... <laughs> I was fighting to unmute myself. I'm here, cousin. Um, I'm froze up over here, and I don't quite know why. I'm here as well. I can't reload. I can't. My browser is on freeze, y'all. Oh, my goodness. The only way I'm going to get out of this is a reboot. I, I, listen, I apologize. I was just really getting into it. Um. Uh, can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. I sure can. I mean, I can't do nothing. I don't know what's going on right now. Everything, yes, I'm here. Everything is frozen. You're moving on my end. 
Yeah, everything looks normal on this side too. Yeah. I can't see anything. I can't access my screen. I'm now in a full reboot, so why y'all can still see me is a mystery. My whole system is in a reboot. Mm. So I don't I don't know how. I, I have no idea how. Well, it wasn't the time to show what it is that you was looking to show. I wasn't going to show anything. I was going to share uh, Voodoo Priest Glover's uh, obituary. I was just going to tell a little bit about his history and what he did for martial arts and how he trained black power members in martial arts here in the city, um, how he was active in, in grassroots organizing with, within the dynamics of the city of New Orleans, and how he had traveled to other countries and other regions of the world to not only receive, you know, sacred initiation, but to further the footprint you know, of, of, of the African-American in our story in other parts of the world, in other parts of the globe. So um, I don't know what's going on. Um, our computer not even on. So if you can see me and hear me now, it's indeed some voodoo going on right now. Some voodoo like never before, honey. My computer, I, I, I can hear somebody laughing in the background. I'm telling you. My computer, where my cell phone? Let me get a picture. My computer is not on, but somehow my webcam is still on, but my computer is not. It's just still going, and that was me. I was trying not to laugh, but I see that it's kind of dark on your end, and normally your face is a little more illuminated. So, yeah, I'm sure your computer screen is off. My computer is off. It's off. (laughs) Then the light that comes on when it's turned off, it's off. So I, mm. it's some voodoo going on, hunty. Uh, 